Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism. I'm Michelle Davey and here is my ever so smiley co-host, it's... <laughs> I'm Christelle. She was pulling faces at me, like you can't see that obviously, but Live. she was pulling faces at me to try and put me off my, my opening spiel, as we like to call it. <laughs> yes. Christelle, where have you been? We didn't have much time for conversation today. We usually have a little pre-chat, like to call it, but no straight in there because I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's way past your bedtime. Yeah, I'm okay. Good week, you know, slowly. have had to go back to work now. <gasps> oh. Uh, yeah, slowly um, going back into it. Not fully, fully, but yeah, back at work. So just trying to slowly fall back into that lifestyle I literally have to remind myself that I have to go to work <laughs> like honestly I'll be thinking oh hmm what should I do tomorrow and I'll be like oh shucks I've got to work <laughs> <laughs> and have the boys coped with you being at work obviously they've been used to having you around them 24 7 so have your children cope with that all right because at the moment I'm only back once a week so it's not that of a deal but it's okay it's more hard on my husband because obviously he's still working from home isn't he obviously he's having to juggle this new you know lockdown life of uh working from home and having children climb on your shoulders whilst you're doing your meetings you know um <laughs> but it's only for a couple of hours so yeah. you know we'll see how it goes in september when the kids are back in school when there's more hours at work and then you know we'll see how it goes but so far it's still okay we're still easing our way back into i was gonna say like the new the new norm back to the new norm how about you mish um how has your week been what you've been up to apart from thinking about me obviously every second of every day but uh no we've been we've been good my middle son who is my son with autism has been pretty don't know how to say the right word really um there's been a change in mood should we say he's been quite angry we haven't had that behavior for quite a while a few times he's sort of been quite physically violent to me which you know it's i think it's the build-up to going back to school and even though he seems very excited i think he finds that hard to process then so we've been getting little things we went for uh, to get feet measured and so he got his feet measured and yeah so it's just those little things to you know edging us closer and closer as you say to go back to normality so I just think those little things with him really build up until he just starts to explode and I think mm. that's what's happening this week so I don't know maybe I'll start a proper countdown to going back to school or mm. something like that and getting everything prepared for him getting his pet lunch box and things like that just he can get really controlling so he has to try and control the situation i suppose because it's a situation that's out of his control yeah. so he would tell his sister okay we're gonna play this and i know this is quite common so he'll tell his sister we're gonna say they've got their playmobil and he'll say to her and you say this and she'll have to say this she's saying to the i don't know the playmobil girl let's take the dogs for a walk and he says to her say let's take the dogs for a walk and she says back let's take the dogs for a walk and that is the entirety of their play and my daughter is brilliant because she will go along with these things mm. and just to please him and to make sure he's calm but boss baby uh, 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 he's not being controlled <laughs> he's not having any of that so oh, no. when his brother says hey boss baby get this one and he says woof woof the dog says boss baby's like no <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose that's it so, 
that's been uh yeah that's been kind of my week yeah very very intense week shall we yeah. say well, how do you how do you do with it you know when he has his like violent outbursts and he takes it out on you like what kind of things do you use or methods do you use to calm him down and then how do you deal with it afterwards how do you feel uh at the time i feel quite calm and like, i can i can deal with it the educational psychologists and like the specialist teacher people showed us some really good techniques about applying pressure i think i said told you this last time you know i was talking about this sort of like putting like a cross over his shoulders and sort of applying pressure on his shoulders just really lightly but there is like a pressure point there firm enough though that he feels safe and he feels like you know he's not going to I suppose that's when it stops. Yeah, he puts his hands down and, you know, because I have to restrain him the way they taught me and showed me because obviously he could really harm himself. He can do that as well. He can, he can punch himself and his, his siblings and me. And, and he's a big lad. Like, he is big and he is strong. So we've got different sensory things for him to do. He's got, like, a blanket that he wraps himself in when he's getting like that too. So after, if it gets really extreme, I have to restrain him. Then after he, it feels like a whole, you know, like when you get really angry, like when, when we were say teenagers, whatever, and you get really angry about something, even as adults. And then afterwards you just feel that exhausted feeling. Yeah. Drained. Yeah. Just drained. And that's how he can go. And he can be, he could then go quite mute, uh, selective mute. And mm. then he doesn't speak to me at all. Or his brother mm. or sister, which to me, that is worse because he's not communicating at all. Whereas mm. if he's angry and he's, you know, hitting out, at least there's a communication there. But with the, the mute, I just, that, that affects me more than anything else because I just think, oh my goodness, what's wrong with him? What if he's mute like continually now? Like what if it's, you know, something's really upset him and I don't know what it is. And then I get all these feelings like that. But yeah, it's draining. It, 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 it's, it can be very upsetting. Uh, and and draining but luckily I've got got the Irishman and uh, I've got my my friends and family yeah exactly you know we like to uh, an offload and yeah we can we can uh, I can sort of deal with it those ways and yeah so today we're going to be talking about GDD do you know what that stands for global development delay did I say it right (laughs) ding one I don't know one tick one one point that's the point one point to Christelle yeah so GDD global development delay something yeah I'm really interested in hearing about and super excited to welcome Emily she has got the Instagram account always flapping and we're going to hear from her now all about her child's diagnosis with global development delay Okay, and on Let's Talk Autism this week, I'm really, really pleased to welcome Emily from Instagram account Always Flapping. Hiya, Emily. Hi. Now, Emily, you have come on to speak to us today specifically (laughs) about (laughs) global development delay, GDD. Now, your son, Barkley, though, has multiple diagnoses, doesn't he? He does, yeah, he does. He has... um autism asd he has global developmental delay and sensory processing disorder they think that he might be have adhd as well but that is 
going to be diagnosed a little bit later, they said. Right, okay. So how old is he at the moment? He's five. He turned five last week. And and how did the diagnosis work? Because I know that my son is, is on, on the route of further diagnosis. Yeah. So what came first? How, how was your journey? How did that happen? Um, basically, when Barksley was about 13 months old, we started to see some traits in him. We wasn't really thinking anything of it at the time. Um, but there was like high pitched squealing. He was always flapping his hands. He'd done some quite self injurious behaviours as well as obviously hurting others as well. He was starting to babble and say like simple words and it was like overnight he just totally lost that. So it was just we were noticing things. He wasn't looking at us anymore, he wasn't responding to his name anymore. So we got in touch with a few with our health visitor. She then sent us to get his hearing tested. It turned out that that was fine. And then he, she maybe said it could be like a lack of sleep because his sleeping has always, always been all over the place. But again, that came back fine. We had every trick in the book and nothing, nothing helped the behaviours. So then obviously our health visitors said that it could, we could need to look into this a lot further. So we got uh, referred to paediatric and they basically met us and said that what the health visitors have seen is like coming to light we do we can see that he will need a lot more help and then that's when they mentioned autism um mm-hmm. obviously we had to go away from that and loads of reports had to be done from the health visitors the sleep nurses the pediatricians and obviously we had to tell them what our concerns were as well and then in may 2018 we went back and barclay was then diagnosed with autism global developmental delay spd and suspected adhd so we got right. all of them on that day Wow. wow. All, yeah, all in one. All on that yeah. day, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, so what is global development delay, developmental delay? Deve- yeah, so basically it affects like every aspect. I thought it was just like academically, but it is a bit of everything. It affects basically the child doesn't learn at the same pace as a, another child their age. So it affects speech and language. It affects how they interact socially and emotionally. Obviously it, it can have an effect on how they learn as well and it can also affect fine motor skills and walking and movement too so it does it affects quite a few areas and sparkly have that is there areas of his physical sort of development yeah i mean physical he's actually he's really good physically he's always running there is nothing he can't climb he is a climber but fine motor skills he he can struggle with that like he still holds a pen with the whole fist not like a little yeah so fine motor skills he and he wouldn't really try and do an activity that he needed to use his pincer grasp with or anything like that right okay so he's got multiple diagnoses yeah um, to me, when you were describing the GDD, mm-hmm. a lot of it does sound like autism. So I yeah. was just thinking how you told the difference between between the two. And also, how do they deal with each diagnosis? How do they decide which one is more pressing or do they just deal with it all at the same time? I think it is just all at the same time. Like the treat, it's very, very, it's basically the same. Like with ADHD and autism as well, they pretty much sound exactly the same well they do obviously have distinguished features in each one but basically the therapies and things you do they are the same for all of it it helps all of it so like you would do speech and language therapy occupational therapy physical therapy behavioral therapy and obviously have support in the home and in the school as well so every single therapy and solution you get it helps the whole the whole thing if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah and, and so is Barkley non-verbal he was until age three 
and then he started to just come out with like the odd mum and dad again and now he he has gone so far with it we are so proud he's now starting to string together little sentences like he's starting to tell us how he's feeling now and oh he's done so well so so well that's so encouraging because um my son was exactly the same as yours he really started like babbling yeah, and then, uh, I remember when we used to go to his doctor's appointments, he always used to say, "Hiya," and everyone used to say, "This one's going to be a chatterbox." He really <laughs> is, and then obviously, then he just stopped, uh, and only now is he starting to say the odd word here yeah. and there. Yeah. Um, not consistently, but it, it is always encouraging when you hear other parents say that, you know, their child's come a very long way. That's yeah, exactly. It's it's really encouraging. That's why I always try and just, I try and show how far he's come from. I've got videos from what he was doing and then I, I try and show what he's doing now. And it's just so good. Like he's come so far, so, so far. And what support do you have from the school is Barclay in mainstream school he is yeah he's in mainstream school at the minute we are on the waiting list for um ascend school but that's two years over in Hertfordshire so we're waiting for that we do have a place but we've just got away so he's in mainstream and he has EHCP so he gets a one-to-one while he's in there and we have amazing support they really are little cheerleaders for Barclay they literally help him so much they really do we have an amazing team there oh fantastic you could tell when you was even talking about his diagnosis, I was thinking, you've just seemed such a positive. Yeah, you've had so yeah, far. definitely. Yeah, I was re- when at the beginning, when obviously all of these things were thrown at me, all of these like letters they were just putting together and trying to like <laughs> sound it. My, I was like, oh, my God, like it felt like I was hit by a bus at the beginning. Mm. It really did. But I've just turned a corner with it now. And I've, I'm just trying to I'm running with him, basically. Yeah. Did you have yeah. a lot of like reading to do and just trying to find out? Loads. What, what each, yeah. What each thing so much. Yeah. There is not a page on Google. I have not read. <laughs> I literally could be Google. <laughs> like, you're like a scholar now. <laughs> yeah, I literally am. I'm a better doctor than the doctors. <laughs> In regards to the autism and the sensory processing disorder and the yeah. global development delay what would you say was sort of like with the global development or delay what's the main sort of thing that really sets that apart from the autism and the other diagnosis with global developmental delay i would say the main thing that it's it's the learning side for us it's the learning it's literally he's five but we're learning at a, a two and a half three-year-old's pace if that makes sense right. like he knows a few colors and a few animals and out the alphabet and stuff like that but it's literally it's just like children his age are beginning to learn how to read simple books and they can do like little basic numbers and ma- add them together and stuff like that so with us it's the learning side that really does set that all apart basically how is Barkley socially he's actually quite sociable he runs up to anyone in the park even if we're with people that we don't even know he runs up and says hello right in their face that's he does get right in faces and waves right in the face <laughs> Um, but so he, he does enjoy being around people. He doesn't like being in a room where there's too many people. He will remove himself, but he does generally like meeting new people. He likes saying hello to people. He does feel a lot more comfortable around adults, but he does. He does generally like to get in there and play alongside more than play with, but he does like to be in the presence of other children. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. Does he have any siblings or is it just him? He does, yeah. He has an older sister, Scarlett. She's seven. And how, how is she with him? beautiful she is beautiful she is like another mum 
she generally is and she has the wildest imagination her imaginative play is just out of this world so she has really helped Barclay get in touch with that and he he really does copy her and it's it's lovely to see them play it's beautiful they run around in the garden running from an alien it's just lovely to see (laughs) considering we were never told we were told that he would really struggle with that and to see him do it because he obviously sees her do it it's, it's lovely she is a really good big sister. And how do you cope with it? I think I, I did mention, you know, that his sleep has always been all over the place. Have you been mm-hmm. able to get help with that? And how do you unwind whilst the kids have gone to bed? We have actually just started melatonin. So that's working really, really well. We've been on that for nearly five weeks now. That is literally a godsend. He was finding it so hard to just to settle down to go to sleep it was literally three hours to get him to sleep every night and then obviously he could be up in the night as well so he literally takes his melatonin and within an hour he's gone and it just sets him on the right path and he's lovely and settled all throughout the night and he's only woke up twice in five weeks and that is that's magic that is that's amazing <laughs> that's that amazing? magic <laughs> and that I, I guess that's made a, a huge difference yeah I'm sitting down before eight o'clock I'm like what is this like (laughs) don't know what to do yourself (laughs) I don't don't know what to do how are your uh, friends and family when you told them about you know the multiple diagnoses and was was everyone very supportive have you got a good support network we do we have very supportive parents we also have me and Aaron obviously have siblings as well so they all really chip in and they really help and they all actually done their own little investigating into it so they tried to really understand what was going on and they always ask questions always I always said please don't ever be afraid to ask us a question and they always do if if it's anything like they all whenever we go to their houses they always ask if there's anything they can do to make him feel a little bit more comfortable and it's it's amazing our support is amazing I have one really really good friend and she's just been like glue the whole time whenever I fell because I was like I can't I don't know what I'm dealing with here she was like no you can you can do it because you're you're you so just do it (laughs) which was good it was good to have that it yeah definitely up. definitely and in terms of the future with uh, global development delay how mm-hmm. does that progress like what what do you expect i know we can't i know we love it don't we us um, yeah. special needs parents have like <laughs> this crystal ball and love we it. do lo- load of, load of googling but yeah. what what is the sort of i don't know i suppose the path with gdd as as your child will get older is yeah. there well hopefully we he's having speech therapy at the minute um obviously we haven't had it since all of this stuff all of covid happened so we haven't had a lot of it um but he he was doing really well with his speech and language occupational therapy are going to come on board soon as well so basically we're hoping that sometimes with global developmental today they can just catch up they can just get to where they need to be or they don't and they need further help until they can find some kind of where they're okay basically yeah yeah, it's basically they either be okay with what they're putting in or they need help maybe forever or just for a little bit longer until they're in their teens it can Mm. literally it can go any which way when i was um, listening to something earlier on today they just said that the earlier uh, the diagnosis the better yeah the early intervention the more resources that they need yeah definitely you know um rectify everything later down the line the earlier the better 
Yeah, definitely. Early intervention is key with mm. all of it, every single bit of it, because you've just got to get in while it, they're still young and their brain is still young to help them, basically. Mm. And that's brilliant. It's been so interesting, Emily. And where can we find you? Because you are you're kind of blogging your way through this, aren't you? I Over am, yeah. On Instagram. Yep. And we can find you at... Always Flapping. Always Flapping. And there, yeah. Emily goes through her... Well, it's, it's basically like a little sort of diary, isn't it? Of it what is, you and yeah. Barclay of his achievements and how him and his sister's relationship is going. And it's just everything. Everything positive. I try and make it as positive as I can. That's, That's basically our goal. Just to spread a little bit of help, hope and help. And awareness, yeah. And awareness and acceptance <laughs> and everything else in between. <laughs> we just keep fighting don't we we just we keep do. fighting you've got to keep going you have to keep going oh thank you so much emily for coming on You're and speaking welcome. to us it's been absolutely eye-opening ain't it chris yeah we, we learn something new every day you know and now we know a little bit more about gdd thank you very much thanks for having me oh chris how lovely was emily that was so good wasn't it yeah, she's a really nice, really nice lady and really broke it down to us um, really well just so we could understand more. But I was just thinking that a lot of the, you know, GDD, autism, they all sound, you know, quite alike. That personally for me, I'd find it hard to dis- distinguish between, you know, two or three of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose there is definitely decided factors between them. Yeah, it's, uh, I think Emily being hit with with all of those diagnoses at once that's a lot to get your head around and she sounds yeah. like she's got a brilliant support network there and amazing friends as well backing her and I think that's I think that's half the battle isn't it when if you've got people that understand they're willing to ask questions you're you're on a on a winning streak <laughs> yeah when you've got people to pick you up obviously you know we're not gods out here and there's sometimes you have your down days you know, so when you have a friend or your mom or someone that can just say, you know what, you can do it, you can do it, you're built for this, you're going to be okay. It just does the world of good. Yeah. Well, Christelle, next week we are going to be exploring EHCP, the golden ticket. Oh. So this is going to be good. We have got a SEN officer coming on to speak to us about the EHCP and we're going to be finding out so if you have a question that you would like to ask about the EHCP any advice then please do send us a message over on our Instagram account at let's talk autism we're going to do a few polls and things like that this week and yeah let's see let's get some questions for our guests next week what do you think Christelle I've got my son's got an EHCP Oh, we're still waiting on ours. Hopefully it comes just before they come go back to school. But I know that loads of people have got so many questions about EHCP, EHCP, EHCP and the whole process. So I think that's going to be really exciting. Me too. Right, Christelle, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was going to bed. But yes, okay, have, you have a lovely evening. And um, we'll see everybody next week. That's right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.